Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Roots Podcast. As always, I am Curtis Byers, here with my co-host Matthew Bartlett, the founder and managing editor of The Roost, your premier source for rice sports news and analysis. Well, uh, a football game happened in Rice Stadium on Saturday night, and there were people in the stands, and it was September, and we played a game in Rice Stadium, and we didn't have to wait till October for that to happen. And those are the positive things that I have to say. Ooh, no, I, I, maybe this is controversial. We'll see. I have one more positive. I like the uniforms. I, okay. I know, I know that's going to prove contentious with, uh, with uh, some I like, of this, this crowd, but I liked having the, uh, the red on. Like, I like, I love when you can get both teams wearing their like color colors and not just white. So I dig that. Yeah, like those, uh, the NFL did those color rush games. Yeah. Do you remember those? Uh-huh. Yeah. The the blue on red I thought was great. And I thought, I, I'm, you know, I'm not really a, a huge fan of the let's throw patriotic stuff at our standard, you know, logo and insignias. Very same. Yeah. Right. Like, typically that's pretty cheesy. But the uh, the Rice Texas with the American flag, it, it kind of meshed for me. I'm a fan. It's not nearly as tacky as that sort of thing often is. Well, because like at least the Texas, you're like, OK, you could put a gradient. You could fill that in anyway. And it would kind of look like it wasn't an accident. Yeah. A lot of the other like, let's just like didn't Southern Miss have like an eagle that like, let's just make the eagle red, white and blue. I, I'm sure they did. Yeah, it's bad. So in general, American flag themed jerseys are bad but uh, i like these but yeah that was the positive <laughs> huh. um the negative rice pretty much got comprehensively handled in every single way by uh the houston cougars on saturday and there's uh just not a whole lot positive to say from a football perspective um i guess the running game was okay um if you subtract out Actually, if you just look at the running backs, so it's like 27 carries for uh, 123 yards for uh, Griffin and Broussard, which is about uh, four and a half yards a carry, which is much better than last week. Um, throw in non-sack carries for Luke McCaffrey, and it, it looks decent as well. But yeah, not a lot of positives on offense. Um we asked for one quarterback. We got one quarterback. Yeah. Um, it turns out it was extremely a be careful what you wish for situation because Luke McCaffrey was not great. And admittedly, down um, down Brad Rosner, down August Pete after his great performance. Um, but yeah, it was just um, the defense certainly had its issues. Um, it was not one of their finer performances, even though you can't put it all on them. But um, offense continues to be an enormous struggle for this team. And it was not really any better on Saturday. In fact, it was worse in a lot of ways. Yeah, and and I, I asked Coach Bloomgren this after the game. I said, how much could you actually evaluate Luke McCaffrey today as a quarterback? Uh, because probably the... Not to bury the lead, but the offensive line play was horrible in this game, um, particularly in the first quarter. Um, and yeah, like it, it you could have put anybody back there 
And there was so it, it had me having flashbacks to the North Texas game last year. Um, we're just for whatever reason, collectively, the unit did not get it together. Um, he there was the, the opening sequence of this game. Uh, McCaffrey's first pass. It was a like a seven yard hitch route to Zay Knight, who there was some extra mustard on it. It was a bullet, uh, but it wasn't caught. Uh, and then on the subsequent drive, uh, McCaffrey hit Jack Bradley uh, on a, a a route across the middle, which would have been a first down, and he didn't catch it. Um, and I'm not absolving McCaffrey for his mistakes um, and blaming it on other people. That's not what I'm doing. But those two drives at the beginning did not help. And then we had... Uh, interception, and then Rice ran like five offensive plays in the third quarter. Um, and so between just like drops and the offensive line not not playing particularly well at all, I I didn't really take much good or bad away from McCaffrey's performance. I It was a very resounding TBD for me. Yeah, um... I think we can say um, I was not impressed, let's say. This was not a, um, I don't know, Patrick Mahomes against the the Bucks defense in the Super Bowl, you know, however many months ago, where you know who Patrick Mahomes is, and you're just watching the whole time, watching this guy desperately try to make something happen and just be running for his life the whole time. Um, we don't have that uh, body of work, shall we say, for Luke McCaffrey. But I think you're right in that it was uh, not an ideal set of circumstances for a quarterback to be operating under, whether it was the receivers he had available, the receivers he didn't have available, and uh, just the situation with the offensive line. It was it was not good. So I, I don't think we're ready to, like, shut the door on Luke McCaffrey as starting quarterback for Rice by any stretch, but it was certainly not an ideal uh, debut for him. Yeah, and ends the game with three interceptions. Uh, the first interception it just looked like a bad decision. Um, on a He scrambled out and had a, a receiver going across the middle and just threw it to about three feet in front of him, and it was intercepted. Um, that yeah. kind of looked like he was forcing it. Um, on the second interception, and I asked him about this after the game and didn't really get much of a good answer. Um, but he went short on a route across the field and the receiver broke long. And so I don't know what was going on there, but yeah, I think that was some kind of miscommunication. I don't know whether that was his mistake or the receivers, but right. That does happen sometimes, obviously. Yeah. Nobody, nobody, nobody post game would, would own up and, Everyone's like, yeah, I just need to be better. And I'm like, that's great. But what happened? Um, <laughs> I, I my my guess there, I don't know if that was a McCaffrey's understanding of the scheme thing. And the receiver was uh, was it Kobe Campbell out there? It, it I don't think it was somebody who would played a lot yet this year. I'd have to I hadn't go back and look. And yeah, look not yet. somebody for whom you could definitively say, OK, well, the receiver definitely knew what he was doing. So it had to be. Um... It had to be McCaffrey's fault. It was not a situation where uh, either player's experience made it obvious that one of them was more likely to be uh, more likely right. to have been yeah. doing the correct thing than the other. Yeah. So the first interception, that that's all on McCaffrey. The second interception, 
either he messed up or the receiver messed up, but that communication issue, um, I, I get less upset about that than I do bad decision. Um, yeah. Cause that was clearly a decision made. Somebody was operating under incorrect information. And then the, the pick six to kind of seal the game just kind of like cemented just emotionally how I was processing this game. It, it um, felt uh, like spiritually, a spiritually correct way to end the game. So. Yeah. And, and for what it's worth, Bloomgren did mention post game uh, that the, he had a uh, a call wrong in the headset going down, and the the what what was called was not what what was intended to be called was not what got out to McCaffrey on the field. Um, so he took the blame for that interception. Well, how much of that really matters? I mean, doubt yeah, me, and also but, like how much are you are you judging any quarterback for a, like pick six on the last play? Like that one just doesn't even register for me because the game is so far like. Not even just that it's garbage time, because you can, like, you know, if you're still running the offense in garbage time, then, like, okay, you can at least, like, work on some things, you know. But in the last play there, it's like, I, I don't know, that one doesn't really register for me one way or the other. Yeah, so McCaffrey's last drive of the second half, he was great. Converted uh, five consecutive first downs and then a touchdown. So a touchdown or a first down on six consecutive plays, um, which... We can go back. I don't think we've seen a Rice offense do that in maybe Bloomgren's entire tenure. Probably dating back into Bailiff. Six consecutive first down or scoring plays. Yeah, um, no, that one was a nice little teaser. And then there was. And then um, he threw how he threw one pass in the third quarter. One. Yeah. So the Houston having, I think it was a 17 play drive and then an 11 play drive like stole all momentum real or not stole all of the opportunity for McCaffrey to get anything mounted. And then by the time he takes over and gets a, a real chance again, it's 31 to seven um, entering the fourth quarter. Um, so you take a, a couple inopportune plays, uh, bad decisions. <laughs> you combine that with no third quarter and just garbage time. Uh, it just everything went wrong. <laughs> like it's just a bad, bad night for the offense. Yeah. Like if why can't we just make the whole plane out of the offense from the last drive of this first half and the last drive of the first half against UAB way back at the end of last year? Right, and and yeah. I. <laughs> I, I, I really, really wonder if because part of the problem was uh, uh, Clayton Toon and Tank Dell on third and 14 or longer uh, were uh, were three for four. Uh, <laughs> like, you just can't have that happen. And the three of them, I think the three conversions all happened on that same drive in the uh, the beginning of the third quarter, which ended up being the seven and a half minute drive. And I think that's the point where. Man, if if Rice can get a stop there and you have the last sequence of Rice having their best offensive drive in a long time, a defensive stop, and then you get another opportunity. I, I don't know if the game turns out drastically differently, but I, I feel like there there was an opportunity for us to feel yeah. better about where this offense was. Because the second quarter, even uh, before they got the scoring drive, it, uh, the, the offense looked more comfortable 
right. like the offensive line was blocking people. Uh, McCaffrey was finding running lanes. The, there were guys open downfield. Uh, they just waited until it was too late. Yeah, it just wasn't like there were occasional flashes at times of like, OK, here is the like functional proof of concept for what's this for what this looks like with him at quarterback. But that was sandwiched between just like bad drive after bad drive after bad drive after turnover. Like it was far too few of the flashes for you to feel any sort of of comfort that that's what you'll it'll be going forward, I think. Yeah. And then you combine that with uh, I mean, Jordan Myers was your leading receiver in this game. Uh, five catches for 41 yards and he had the 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 touchdown uh which if we want to pull out a, a one more positive uh that rollout touchdown throw by McCaffrey was was gorgeous uh, very nice had yeah. the had the tight end slipped under and then just made one poor linebacker decide are you going to try and stop the guy who can take it and run it himself or cover the the, the guy you're supposed to and rocking hard plays and that that that's going to score that's going to get you a touchdown from three yards out just about every time um so so that was nice but uh other than the five catches by jordan myers you had four receptions um yeah from the rest of the team and one of those was from a fullback yeah Shout the wide out receivers fullback Brendan Suckley, total yeah. passes. um unless you are literally a triple option offense your wide receivers catching three passes is um, not something that not something that you want happening. Actually, so. because I saw the Twitter was freaking out about it. Didn't Army have like a 40 or 50 yard touchdown pass this weekend? I'm almost positive that the Army receivers had a better day than the. Oh, Rice I'm receivers. sure they did. I mean, yeah, when that when that kind of offense is working at full full capacity, it's um, your quarterback might if you have a, a quarterback that is quote unquote, a good passer in that kind of offense, like your day is probably going to look like six for eight for 170 yards or something like that, because every yeah. time you're throwing the ball, it's a, uh, a a bomb to a receiver in single coverage. Leading receiver had one catch for 40 yards and it was a touchdown for Army and their win over Western Kentucky. Yeah, um, that'll do it. So Rice's receivers combined three catches for 41 yards. Between nine targets to Jake Bailey and Cedric Patterson. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah when great. I saw the, the stat line after this game and I saw Jake Bailey had one catch, uh, that's just not going to fly. Like, <laughs> Jordan Myers is great, uh, but you need to get a receiver involved and, and particularly someone like Bailey that they've talked up so much this offseason, especially what he can do in this slot and kind of his quickness, um, getting him the ball with opportunities, which they tried six targets. Um, yeah, that's got it. Cause I mean, sure. Pete wasn't on the field. Rosner wasn't on the field, but neither of those guys were on the field at the end of last year. And uh, yeah, I get it. The rice passing offense wasn't exactly setting the world on fire last year, but um, you know, they had some decent gains, particularly when Collins was a quarterback and Bailey was, um, kind of the engine of that at times so you know you can still get at least a little bit out of the passing game with him as your guy because like you said he's got that ability so um yeah the passing game's just you know 
understandably, there are some issues right now with the availability of different guys, but it's got to be better than what it was on Saturday. Yeah, what's what's your like? What's your panic level right now? If you know, we 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 came into the season with a, a new OC, uh, the, the promise of Luke McCaffrey, and the, just the hope that the offense was going to be better. Are you on like, you know, five alarm fire, or are you cool as a cucumber? Where where are you on on the prospects for the offense this season? Um, if I was um, <laughs> feeling fairly chill going into the year, it's um, okay. Well, I'll use a real life metaphor here. So, um, in my room at school, uh, it was absolutely frigid uh, during the couple weeks before school started while I was working there, and then uh, I you know, it was a little too cold. So I, I asked him, I said, Hey, can you turn it up a little bit? Uh, I think it's gonna be too cold for my students. And uh, they turned it up. And now it is roasting hot in my room. <laughs> so um, the split, the split here is not quite so bad. I definitely had some concerns going into the year. And I am not literally panicking right now as we speak. But um, like before, when we had talked about, you know, you could go 0 and 3 in these games uh with We the, said the, this to ourselves. Yeah. The the two that the two that they played and the uh the one they have coming up against Texas and I have no idea how to feel about that one. Uh You know, I you could go Arkansas o- better than Texas did. They did. Um but like you could go 0 and 3 in these games and still come out of it feeling like okay, we're set up pretty well for conference play. Um at this point, Rice is probably going over three in these games, and I do not feel good about conference play. So um, there is still time. They still have the talent, but things need to improve a lot before you have to open conference play against. I don't even remember my I'm so sad my memory is crushed uh, against uh, Southern UAB? Miss. UAB or UTSA? Uh, Start conference play on the second against Southern Miss. Oh, then, so that's right. And then, but then at UTSA yeah. and at UAB. So even if you feel good about playing USM right now, um, that you get that, and you get Texas Southern the week before that, and that is your little warm up. And uh, after that, it gets real, uh, pretty real, pretty fast. So unless you want to be staring down the barrel of what. Uh, optimistically like two and five there um you better get things turned around in a hurry yeah i, I and think southern miss is obviously not a given at this point so i i don't know they, they look pretty darn bad um i know they were gung-ho oh, with their new did. coach they, yeah they got yeah destroyed by south alabama yeah they're not good then they didn't fire their new head coach for it so well, I, thought, I thought that's what you do in Southern Miss. You fire a coach if he loses to South Alabama. Um, maybe but not. But president if, had set. Right. <laughs> if if I'm kind of like thinking through this, I, I, I went. I'm kind of like a like a Houston winter right now. Like it's not cold. But it, it it's kind of lukewarm on the offense. I. If if I I mentioned the North Texas game earlier because Dia Novell and the North Texas defensive line just 
stopped the Rice offense from doing anything in that game. And then we saw them turn around and go play UAB without their starting quarterback, with one healthy wide receiver, uh, without their starting running back, and do just enough and be fine. You know, it wasn't stellar, but it was fine. And this, the offense right now has better personnel than it did in that game. Um, and, and so I'm, I'm, I, I'm willing to chalk this up to just a, just an everything went wrong scenario with the caveat that we've seen the everything go wrong scenario often enough from this offense over the past couple of years that says it, well, it could well happen again. Um, yeah. But but I think the the preponderance of the time we're talking ten games left in the season, we're going to get an offense that is able to move the ball and get p- enough points on the board to support a defense that is elite. And I still think this defense is elite. So I you know going into the year we're like hey maybe they're going to get thirty points a game like I I don't know if I'm there. Yeah, but that's clearly not I, happening. I still think they could get twenty four. Um. Two or two, three touchdowns. I, I I think that's doable, especially once she gets against conference play. So, yeah, maybe I maybe I'm too optimistic. But and then, you know, they're going to throw in a 10 point stinker and try and win it with defense somewhere on the line. Like hmm. that's going to happen. But I still think getting 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 to the three touchdown mark uh, in, in most of their games, I I still think that's achievable, particularly because I, I think. We're still, you know, I talked about that second interception with McCaffrey just being somebody was on the wrong page in a scheme understanding issue, which could be the case with a quarterback who's still, uh, you yeah. know, and I I'm, I'm leaning to believe that that's part of the reason that he wasn't out there more against Arkansas. Um, yeah, yeah that, that, that's kind of what I'm thinking. And so if he wasn't ready, you know, air quotes against Arkansas, then how much more ready was he against Houston? Um, right. And I, and I don't know. But, you know, by the time you get through Texas Southern and Southern Miss, I, I think he's going to be ready enough that this offense is going to be more functional. Um, that's we, the hope. Yeah, we can certainly hope. Um, I I definitely want to believe that they will be, will be better and certainly believe they have the talent to do it and can see the path to how it happens. Um, I just need to see proof of concept there for more than one drive before uh, before we really get to, before I start to feel comfortable with that. And the problem is that you're not really going to get, it may be a while before you actually get to play a team that, you know, you have an accurate gauge of how good they can be. Because, I mean, Texas, I have no idea what to make of Texas at this point, but the talent gap there obviously is pretty tremendous. Um, and then there's a fairly large talent gap going the other way when you play Texas Southern. Now, if they look bad against Texas Southern, uh, that will be a very bad sign. But yeah, um, I don't think this will be. I think there is more enough talent here as compared to the last time they played an FCS team in Prairie View, um, which is in Bloomberg's first season. Um, I, I think that one should be fairly comfortable, but, you know, it's always hard to know what are you going to learn from playing an FCS team. And then if Southern Miss is bad, bad, then, you know, you need to look competent against them, but it doesn't necessarily, like, mean you're going to be great going forward against teams that are not them. And then you play UAB and UTSA. So 
after UAB and UTSA, we'll probably have some idea of if this offense is good enough to get Rice into conference contention. But it may not be till after then, which would be, what, seven games into the season? Yeah, so, and I mean, and at that point, you're talking about if you can steal, you know, we'll call it bottom, lower worst case scenario, if you got to steal two of those games and then you got to go win four or six, um, which would be tricky. Rice had, had won five of seven last year entering this season. Um, or no, five of eight. Sorry. Um, yeah, that's right. So it's possible, but and and, and we'll get there. Um, but but yeah, I think leaving the Arkansas game, I, I, I was I was hopeful and something that I wrote in my my post game kind of takeaways and thoughts on this game was that, um, you know, maybe I don't know if we necessarily were, but I'd heard the notion that McCaffrey was supposed to be the silver bullet. Uh, that we bring him in and just the offense is going to boom. And that that's clearly not the case and it's not going to be the case. Um, I, I think he gives the opportunity. Like, I, I think if you, if you circle back and Luke McCaffrey is not on campus right now, what, like, what's your case for this offense being decent? Um, I don't in, know if it exists. They, they put in TJ McMahon and he turns out to be a pleasant surprise. Hey, I will say this. TJ McMahon is fearless. He will chuck the ball deep. Period. It might not end up in the rice receiver's hands, but he, he's going down <laughs> in a blaze of glory. Like, if, I mean, if, if, if we if the knock on, uh, you know, Wiley is that he's he's too conservative. Uh, until he gets rattled, uh, McMahon is not conservative. I think he, he threw for like 180 yards and two touchdowns in the spring game, right? I think he had the best day. Yeah. Um, that's kind of who he's been. So, but I yeah, was I, about to say that maybe the Rice offense could use a little bit of that, but they have thrown what two touchdowns and six picks through three games thus thus far. So maybe maybe not. <laughs> my gosh, six picks. That's crazy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I'm. TBD, we, we're, we are going to hold ourselves to the standard we said two weeks ago, and we're going to say, let's get through the first three games and take a deep breath, and uh, and we'll be there. How about um, how about the defense? Because I was thinking through this, and I asked uh, Elijah Garcia uh, about this uh, after the game, and because we think of this defense, I mean, they were the 12th ranked scoring defense in the in the country last year. So it's not just our perception. They were they were pretty freaking good uh, through two games. Uh, they're averaging 40 points allowed. Um, but somehow I'm like, I'm not panicked at all. Am, am I crazy or? No, I don't think you would have. It certainly wasn't like I said, it certainly wasn't their best performance against uh, against Houston. But like. I mean, one, you had a pick six at the end that skewed it a little more in their favor. Um, it felt like they were going a little more for let's bring the house and our guys can hold up in one-on-one -on -one coverage. And um, I don't know, in some ways that sort of worked because uh, they got three sacks, which is 
more than they have tended to get over the last few years. Mm-hmm. Um, and the corners, as they have tended to be, were generally like in the right place. Um, Clayton Toon just decided to um, be the best possible version of himself. Um, he made yeah. a lot of good throws into tight coverage, and uh, the receivers made good catches. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying like, uh, like this is not like uh, what Wake Forest in 2019 when the Rice cornerbacks played well, but it was a bunch of like six five receivers getting thrown balls by Jamie Newman, and there was nothing they could do. This is not quite that, but I don't think they played nearly as badly as. Uh, I don't know, just to look at the score might suggest. Yeah, and can we can we sit on that for a second? Because I think that's something that is easy to, to I don't know if overreact is the right word, but and it's this is the, the what you hear the, the coach speak after games when when you lose, right? It's like oh, the other team was just better, that kind of thing. I, I think I've seen a probably more of Clayton Toon than a good chunk of non-CUSA quarterbacks over the past couple years, just because a lot of Houston games have been on been on TV and, and, and whatnot. And I thought the Clayton Toon that we saw on Saturday against Rice was one of the better, if not best, performances I've ever seen by him. Um, he has a tendency to hold on to the ball too long which we saw against Rice, the, the sack, one of the sacks you mentioned with Kirk Lockhart, where he came in from the secondary, and you can see him beeline on tune for like 20 yards. Oh, yeah, I, I, uh, I forgot about that one. Yeah, it was, um, <laughs> the word delayed blitz does not even begin to describe it. It was literally like he was playing like, he was playing 15 yards off the yeah, ball. Yeah, yeah. And got yeah. him 10 yards in the back. He was deep. And you could see him just like, I, I didn't, like you could have put the William Tell overture over the play, like it's like you would just see him like charging slowly the whole time, but not slowly. Apologies, Kirk. You right. could see him like charging across the screen if you were watching it on TV, and uh, yeah, Tune had plenty yeah. of time to get rid of that one. That uh, I, I think yeah, I don't know if I. I don't think that ended up in my post game piece, but yeah, go find it. I think it's on Twitter somewhere. Go th- scroll through the tweets um, at the roost. It, it's it's beautiful. Um, but but that that play aside, uh, Rice was was not able to get pressure with their front four um, early in this game, and so the defensive solution was to bring five, um, sometimes six, and for the most part especially like third quarter uh, that worked to a degree like Toon was on his back a lot. He got hit on just about every pass he threw. He was beat up, but he stood in and he waited until they had a lot of that like post route on third and long to, to Dell and just hit his guy and put it right in front of him. Uh, a perfect throw. And yeah, I mean, maybe yeah. the coverage could have been a little bit tighter, but like not that much. Um, I just, I think Toon, th- those three third, third and longs and some of the other plays he had, I thought the, the, they scored, I guess they had a wheel route to start the scoring for, for a touchdown. And they had a similar one that ended up being called down at like the half yard line. 
I think those two, the defense clearly just missed somebody. Like nobody was covering that guy and he walked into the end zone 35 yards. That was a problem. Um, but I think everything else, like Tune earned and Tune was really good. And I know that like it's, you know, not uh, satisfying to say the other guy was just better. But I, I think he was just better on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, just as an aside, you can see how what the defensive strategy ended up being and that Rice had six tackles for loss, which is pretty good. Um, a full two of those, a half each from Sean Fresh and Chike, and then uh, another one inclu- uh, that was a sack from Kirk Lockhart, the, the aforementioned uh, long, long delayed blitz. Um were all from defensive backs. So they were involved, obviously, in, in making a lot of the plays that they made behind the line. Um, again, not to dissolve, uh, to absolve the defensive responsibility for playing better here. Um, but I still think this defense is more than good enough to get Rice where it wants to be in conference. Um, there are yeah, definitely be- things they can prove on, like with every defense. But if they continue to be the level that they are um, or make just the progress that will be natural for them to make over the year, then Rice can be where it needs to be. It's really on the offense from here. Yeah. And I, I this was this was an A game from Clayton Toon. And I think short of I mean, this is, you know, Bailey Zappy fan club over here. I He's. <laughs> He threw for like what 440 yards uh, against uh, Army. Uh, shoot, yeah, yeah. Uh, turns out our um, our takes on him and the uh, the Western Kentucky offense were um, pr- pretty much dead on. Yeah, I other but other other than Bailey's happy. Uh, if you get an A game from any other quarterback Rice faces in Conference USA, uh, <laughs> Frank Harris gonna dice you up? Yeah, no. I, um, he's going to make me eat my words because that's exactly how. This of happens. course he will. Yeah, I will if, um, if we get there, Frank Harris. But and and Tyler Johnson will naturally end up being the throws seventy yard bombs, Tyler Johnson, instead of the. Um, throws four interceptions, Tyler Johnson, because that's the way these things work. But we um, want to talk about sacrificial lands and tough schedules, Georgia. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like I, the, the, the UAB seven in that score column feels right because um, UAB's brand of bully ball is not going to work against uh, even, you know, a pretty good power five defense, not a, um, uh, group of 11 screaming angry demons like George's defense. <laughs> but um, I thought they'd have, a, I mean, it was Stetson Bennett out there. Stetson Bennett was throwing bombs on them. He had like 12 <laughs> attempts and threw like five touchdowns and they were all bombs. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so what you're saying is it could be worse. <laughs> yeah. Um, and could be against Texas. Like, I have no idea what to make of this 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 game this weekend. Like, I do not expect Rice to win or even keep it close, quite frankly, um, because it is Texas. They are a blue-chip ratio team. Um, but Rice played Arkansas great for three quarters, 
and then turned around and got destroyed by a Houston team that we don't think is all that good. And Texas, um, you know, didn't exactly blow out Louisiana, but that's a very, very good Louisiana team. It was a very, and, very comfortable win. And But yeah, it was a comfortable win. Like, they pulled away like they should have. And then they went out and played that same Arkansas team that Rice played close and just got mollywopped. So, like, I have no I, I have no idea what Texas is supposed to be at this point. I frankly have no idea what these Rice Owls are supposed to be at this point. So, um, you could tell me that Rice stuns the world in Austin on Saturday and gets Sark fired three games into his contract. And, <laughs> I mean, I would be surprised, but I'd be like, okay, well, you know, there's a universe in which that happens. Uh, and you could tell me Rice is by 50 on Saturday, and uh, that wouldn't surprise me all that much either. Um, so there is a whole universe of possibilities here. Um, most of them don't end well for Rice, but uh, there are some that turn out better than others. So let's hope for one of those. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the I... We haven't really seen anything from Casey Thompson or Hudson Carr. If we just want to kind of move on to to Texas for a brief moment before yeah. we wrap up, uh, we haven't seen anything from either of those quarterbacks that makes me all that terrified. Um, and uh, their receivers have been not not great for as uh, as highly touted as a lot of them have been. It's been all Bajon Robinson, and you can, if you're Texas, yeah. you, you can build the whole plan out of Bajon Robinson, and you'll probably be fine. Yeah, um, well, unless you're playing Arkansas and your offensive line just gets absolutely manhandled by Arkansas's defensive line. Right, which will be equally telling because Rice, again, had a lot of injuries in this game. Uh, Trey Schumann, I think he was he was down like three or four times. That You know, we might not talk about him very much because of time he's missed. He, he is one tough son of a gun. Like, just yeah. keeps going. He could be playing on half a leg, half an arm. And they'll still probably find a way to get pressure. Um, dude's a stud. But, uh, so yeah, he was down. I think Myron Morrison um, didn't finish this game. Uh, you know, you had a lot of guys banged up coming into the game. So I think that's going to be interesting. Desmond Baker. Here's Desmond Baker. He played, a, got a lot of run. Uh, especially in the second half. I think Myron went down maybe third quarter, if my memory is serving me correctly. Um, um, it was a long game. But, yeah, I mean, the, what what I know is that uh, I don't think we've seen this Rice defense have a just, oh, shoot, that was awful, back-to-back. -back. No. And, like, particularly, like, God, you would love Putting to have the you would love to have Debray Carroll in this game, uh, especially. Right. But, yeah. like, Elijah, I mean, Elijah had six tackles. Uh, and he is top three in uh, tackles for the season for Rice across two games. Which, that, to do that from an interior defensive line spot. Yeah. And he's played a little bit on, on the edge, I think, too. But, um, um, but, I mean, he had a pretty good game against Arkansas. Like, I saw him win his share of one-on-ones against Arkansas's offensive line, which is a big veteran offensive line. Um, so I, it's, you know, if, if the Texas receivers aren't helping the quarterback out and they're relying um, mostly on Bijan Robinson, uh, I, I'm not saying that matchup tilts in Rice's favor because of the talent differential, but 
Um, Rice could win more um, battles on the interior in the trenches on that side of the ball than I think a lot of people who don't know this team well would expect. Yeah, I, I think so. And I think it's, you know, like we said, it's going to come down to how much help can the Rice offense give them? Um, because I, I think if you're telling me right now that uh, the Rice defense can hold Texas to like, I don't know, like what, 24 points, 27 points. Like I I feel like throughout the course of four quarters, that's that's probably going to involve a, a couple of really good plays and some good spots, a couple turnovers. Um, yeah, like if you can get that from this defense, especially after allowing 44 to Houston and what was it 38 against Arkansas? Um, yeah, that would make you feel very good. Yeah, uh, I, I and, and that's a point where if you're the offense, like mediocre offenses can score four touchdowns, um, not on a consistent basis, um, but you know, you get the right play and you know, it can happen. You know. You get a, a couple of big, you know, kind of plays outside the X's and O's, and and, and who knows what can happen. Yeah, so. and we wouldn't be saying this if we didn't see the Arkansas game, which in the Arkansas yeah. game, K.J. Jefferson, outside of that his big run, and he kind of picked it up in the fourth quarter, but, you know, there were some Arkansas guys that were calling to have him benched in the third quarter. Yeah. He was just bad, and we, we've seen a lot of bad quarterback play at the University of Texas going back, you know, Sam Ellinger was probably uh, yeah. pretty good, but you, oh, can still, yeah. you can go back a ways. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's that's the that's the the formula, right? Bad bad quarterback play at Texas, and uh, you string to enough together. I, I I just think they can't have another performance like they had against Houston, where both sides of the ball just looked like they didn't know the game started at five thirty. Yeah. And. We've seen that from the offense. We don't hardly ever see that from the defense. Right. Um, and and so, maybe this, the score doesn't end up being like, doesn't end up looking great in Rice's favor, but there's a whole difference between, you know, the defense performance of Rice had against Arkansas that ends up giving up 38 points and the one against Houston that ends up giving 44, or really defensive points, 37 points. Like... Even though the the end result on the scoreboard was the same, there is kind of a difference in in quality True. Um, between how those how those performances played out. So um, hopefully we'll get one that leans more toward the four. Even if the score doesn't look that great, hopefully we'll get a defensive performance that leans more toward what they put together against Arkansas. Yeah, and and hopefully McCaffrey attempts more than one pass in the third quarter. Yes, uh, not many. Yeah, ideally. Outside of Army, not many offenses are going to have any sort of semblance. If all, if the only thing you knew about that that offensive day was they attempted one pass in the third quarter, uh, <laughs> probably wasn't a banner day. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, Arkansas was good and then very painful, and Houston was just bad. We need somewhere. I will be happy if we get somewhere in the middle. Uh, yeah. A performance that I just feel fine about, honestly, from both sides would be great right. because then they're going to play Texas Southern. And, you know, God willing, we feel pretty, pretty good to great yeah. about that. Hopefully get your hopefully that's a kind of get your get your mind right game. You know, like get it working. Try things out like like like. 
make sure you're executing at the level you need to. And then conference play starts. And, and keep, please just keep everybody healthy. Yeah, please. No more injuries. I don't know what's been going on, but just <laughs> some bad, bad luck. Well, all right. Uh, on that very exciting note, <laughs> we'll sign off for the week. Um, let's just get through this weekend uh, against Texas, and then hopefully better better times are uh, around the corner for the for Rice football this season. Uh, but we'll see y'all then. We'll be here. If we could get through 45 minutes on this game, we can get through 45 minutes on the next one. So we'll be we'll be back here next week with y'all. <laughs> back here next week and Rice fight. This show was edited and produced by Carter Spires. It features music from Joseph McDade.